Good to have you back. Good to have you. Everybody's on the network now. By the way, we went to uh, the uh, top of the hour break, and we were talking about the Division Three uh, uh, high school football championship game going on right now between Rice Lake and Grafton. And just as I had said, Grafton was driving. Very next play, they plunged in. Now it's tied up 14 apiece with about a minute to go before half. So we'll keep you up to date as far as uh, the rest of the day goes when it comes to high school football. Uh, at least while we're on the air. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We're talking a little bit about Packers needs. And I said Packers needs and just left it at that coming into the, uh, in today's show. And people thought it was a must win. It's a need to win this game. And it's like, nay, nay. Start to look at the guys. I, I was just watching the game last night. I'm thinking Lamar Jackson throwing to OBJ. He's got Andrews as the tight end before he goes down with the ankle injury. Joe Burrow's got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I mean, obviously, T. Higgins didn't play last night, but you know, he's got those guys. He's got decent tight end. He's got Mixon in the backfield. Uh, the defense has really started to come of age. And I'm looking at these two teams, and I'm thinking, how freaking far away is Green Bay to having any playmakers? And, you know, I, I know, look, I get it. I, I, you know, every now and then I'll get the text saying, what are you talking about? You know, and you'll get the, the note from somebody up in Green Bay takes offense. And I'm like, then prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I welcome it. I'm only telling you what I see. Let's go to the phone calls. Let's talk to Derek listening to us in Albany. Derek, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Uh, I get what, what you're saying about the, the draft situation and the talent. I, I get that. Um, but, uh, you, you know, I think if we don't draft a quarterback, say we, we win a few games here, which is possible, we could go either way. Say we, we don't uh, win a lot of games and we draft a quarterback, then that's one thing. But I think the need that goes under the radar here is to draft kind of a scat back, a running back that's elusive like Aaron Rodgers or Aaron, you know, you know Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones. I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones, I think, would be, you know, he, he's got a probably – I think he's got another year in his contract, and he's probably got another year before he loses his skills. And he's a great player and a great kid, but um, I think you've got to draft a, a difference maker running back. And here's what I'm going to say about the percentage chances of winning the next three games. If you look at the games in totality – I think we got about a 30% chance of winning any of these three. They're tough. Now, let me say this. If we can somehow beat the Chargers, I know there's people out there with a raised eyebrow. If for some reason we beat the Chargers, I think it's like what the hell on Thanksgiving because no one's going to expect us to win. We got, you know, we've had two out of three wins under our belt. Everybody, they know the players are going to be up for it. Everybody's up for it the first game of Thanksgiving because they know the nation's watching. If we beat the Chargers, now the percent chance of, of uh, beating the Lions, I think, goes up to about 60%. I really believe that. And who knows what could happen with Kansas City at home. I know it's a pipe dream, but I'm, I'm going to be a fan. I know you've got guys out there that would prefer that we lose all the way, but I, I root for my team. I root for them to win. You know, if that's a weakness in me, too bad. But I, I root for them to win. Yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I root to win. I mean, you, you follow your gut because I know some people want to see them lose to get a higher draft choice all throughout the draft and then acquire more picks and uh, kind of the buckshot approach. The more choices yeah. you get, somebody's got to hit. And I understand all of that. But I, I, right. I got to see growth. Otherwise, everybody's just bad. You know, if you see yeah, a team I, falter and just completely go down the tubes and they win, they don't want another game the rest of the season and they're stuck on three wins, what do you have to build on next year? Yeah, I think we have seen some growth, and I'm hoping 
that we get our injured corner back, you know, Stokes. I hope we get him back in two weeks. If we had Stokes and, and Jair at the corner, well, that, you know, and maybe you can build on something. But I get your point. You've got to build on it. But uh, I'm telling you, if we win this game on Sunday, and I'm not expecting it, but if we do, I think we've got a good chance on Thanksgiving. I'm going to feel damn good about that game. If they win the game on Sunday, I'll feel better, but they're going to play at a whole different level of want to punch you in the mouth coming up on Thanksgiving Day. I'll feel a little better, maybe. It depends on what the style points are. You know what I mean? Do they win that game because of a ton of turnovers that are created or because, you know, the Chargers are just having, you know, the – you know, football's bouncing off the receiver's hands and it just happens to be in the right place at the right time? Or are they, you know, smacking them in the mouth? Are they stymieing them at the line of scrimmage? Did they actually get five, six drives in this contest of meaningful drives that were seven, eight plays down the field, keep the defense off, and they score? You know what I mean? So it depends on yeah, how analytic, they win, but analytics I agree with are, Analytics are important, Bill, but the eye test, I get it. Right, right, exactly, 100%. Derek, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. He drops off. You get on board, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Ken listening to us in Fond du Lac. Ken, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hi. Thank you. I'm happy to be talking to you. You're you're a wonderful host. Um, Thank you. Appreciate it. I, was just, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, you were saying, you know, who's going to help us? Well, it's definitely not going to be in front of office because they ain't going to draft anybody uh, good because uh, they, you know, they're – mediocre at best i don't know eventually they might be good but nobody that's going to come in and be a big star and help us out uh, and i hope jordan love works out but i don't know because he just cannot throw the ball down the field he just can't throw the plays we need i i just don't know if he's going to ever do anything I hope he does, but I don't. I think they're going to have to draft another quarterback. I mean, it, it sucks, but uh, or you know something that's going to help us, like you say. But you know, uh, I don't know. What do you think? I boy, I, I tell you what, you're kind of preaching to the choir. I appreciate the phone call. When it comes to Jordan Love, uh, let's start there. Uh, and I know I've beat this like a dead horse, so I apologize. But since you asked, I think Jordan Love has shown some growth. But I also saw a decent quarterback at the beginning of the season that opened our eyes. I then saw regression up until last week, pretty continuous regression through seven games. Through seven games. And then from there, last week, we saw something a little bit better. And we saw what we wanted to believe in was growth. So I was excited about that, as I'm sure many of you are. But now that we've seen a little bit of growth, the biggest question I have is, can it be sustained? And can it not only be sustained, but can it get better? That, that's, that's my question, is can they continue to grow and continue to get better? You know, do they string off a few more wins here in the back part of the season? I talked about it yesterday. I thought I – you know, going back to the uh, you know Derek, uh, the caller before, Derek said, "Well, they're about a thirty percent chance to to win every game, thirty um, percent, which is not a very high percentage, obviously. So they're going to be predicted to damn near lose every game, for the most part, uh, except for maybe I don't know, maybe the Giants game or the Bears game, right? So, but if they, that's why if they win this one, and win it to the eyeball test where you go, whoa." 
the growth that we saw with the offense last week has not only been there, but then has gotten a little bit better. If we can start to see that growth, yeah, you can kind of change your mind. And that's what I think a lot, a lot of you are waiting for. Remember the poll question we ran on Monday. Do you believe that Jordan Love is the guy, the quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers? And automatically there was like, you know, I don't know what the percentage was, but there was a lot of people that said, don't know. Don't know. Quite a few that said no. It was like 35% said no, 35% said don't know, and the rest were, yes, he is. So I I think that people are still of the ilk of, I'm going to wait and see. I'm not going to hold my breath because you got to make some decisions, but I'm going to wait and see. So that's why, to you and I, the eyeball test, I want to see them continue to grow so you'll know what they have by the end of the year. I still go back to that conversation we had with Eric Eager, uh, and he said the worst thing in the world you could poss- that could possibly happen to the Packers is by the end of the season, you look at each other and go, I still don't know if he's good. That would be the worst, which is another reason why I think they missed the boat on not bringing in uh, a veteran wide receiver. I know they didn't have a lot of money to do it, but I, I still think they needed to get themselves a veteran wide receiver. Just a go-to guy, for, for, for lack of a better term, just a go-to guy, you know? Uh, Tyler says, all good points. I think some people forget that when Green Bay focuses so much on drafting and forging free agency and trading for players, you absolutely must hit on the talent and not keep reaching on potential injury-prone guys and more okay guys. Otherwise, that's just prioritizing mediocrity, 110%. I'm right there with you. Let's go to Tyler listening to us in Green Bay. Tyler, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Thanks for having me. I got – I got two things. Uh, yeah. um, one, I absolutely think they should draft a quarterback, and I, I can't remember what year it was, but right after Aaron Rodgers took over, they they scooped uh, Brian Brown in the second or third round and then Matt yep. Flynn in the same draft. Right. So I think it, it's absolutely necessary to, to grab a quarterback, even from just a, a backup or a com- competition perspective. But the second thing, and not, and not to go in a completely different direction, but we're talking about talent. And I hate to say, but what about the coaching staff? I mean, our it's it's like our our defensive coordinator is worse than Dom Capers, but it's terrible. Like he, he wants to run his own defense. It's like we don't know how to. It's like well, don't. Uh oh, I think we lost him. We got the bugs again. Joe Barry broke in, snipped the wire that fast. Red China. The alerts are going off. The red sirens are going off. It only happens um, to our Green Bay callers, it seems. Maybe, right? Maybe for whatever reason. Maybe there's something for, to be said for that. For whatever reason, suddenly inside that uh, geofencing zone, man, you get shut down. You get That's China. They shut you down. Ain't happening. Um, yeah, I, I still go back to uh, – you know, when it was stated that no fire, no passion, things are working, but we're going to change it up. No reason why, and guys don't know what they're doing. That was one of the reports that Mike Clemens gave us from a guy that had talked to him in the locker room after the game. And now that guy's with another team. Or at least we assume that that's who it was. But, yeah. I get it. 877-867-1670. Find us. I uh, got one here, and this is from Randy. Randy says, uh, hey, Bill, 
Uh, I'd start with the talent evaluators and go down from there. Does Goody evaluate the scouts, or are they just entrenched because they've been with the organization for so long? No, scouts move. Scouts will move around. You've got lead scouts. You've got scouts that do international. You've got scouts that do, you know, like just SEC, scouts that do West Coast. You get, And they, they, they'll move them around, you know. Here's the thing. As a scout, if you bring a bunch of information in and you just – you're all over this guy. And your guy turns out to be a guy, and you bring enough just dudes to the table after saying how great these particular players are, you'll eventually find your way out of out of the organization or demoted. You know, suddenly you find yourself watching, you know, Saturday morning football at your local Pee Wee station. You know, you're down the street on a big <laughs> in a big park, you know, sitting in one of your fold out chairs, and you're not getting paid by the team anymore. Uh, yeah, they move scouts around. Um, but you also don't want too much movement because those scouts really build equity and relationships with teams and, and conferences and franchises and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you don't want to move those guys too much because then every guy coming into a new situation has to basically start over. If you, if you not understand what I'm saying, it's kind of like changing sales routes. For a salesman, you've got relationships with, say, you're, you sell restaurant supplies. So for all the bars and restaurants, you know them. And then they say, well, you know what? This route over here is starting to lag a little bit, so we're going to move you over here. And you don't know anybody. Now you're going in completely new, different face, and you, you don't know their wants. You don't know their needs, you know, and sales go down because you just don't have the relationship with them. So you, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. 877-867-1670. Don't forget, Tyler Dunn. GoLongTD.com coming up here after the bottom of the hour. Stay right where you're at. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Hey, speaking of great fish fries this weekend, tonight, fish fry right at the Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc, right on uh, Venice Beach Road, as a matter of fact. Technically, it's Summit, because every time I see the people from Summit, they're like, hey, you never mentioned us. So I'm mentioning them. It's technically in Summit. But uh, they basically say Oconomowoc. And then there's Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. As well, County Road R. Both places, fantastic. The best fish fries around in those areas, without a doubt. Stop in the Stoley's Hog Alley in Oconomowoc or Stoles Old 109 in Watertown. Both places can't go wrong. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com.
Good to have you back. Uh, the Bill Michael Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Uh, I had mentioned uh, earlier in the show today that uh, last night I went down to Calderon Club. It was interesting because we went down and had some dinner with friends and uh, some clients uh, of Kristen's. And uh, meanwhile, the uh, board of directors uh, from Fisher House, the national side, they flew, in, flew into town for the town hall meeting that we had at the War Memorial last night. And they were over at San Giorgio. And you talk about great experiences of both places. I mean, this Calderon Club in San Giorgio, absolutely fantastic. As a matter of fact, tomorrow night I'm going to uh, – we're going to go to the uh, Admirals game. And the Admirals play tomorrow night. Haven't been to an Admirals game yet this year, so I want to go down and see that. And we're going to stop over to Calderon Club ahead of time and do a little dinner there. I, again, can never get enough of it. It's just the best Italian food there is. And uh, Brian and Dina and uh, the friends that we took last night had never been to Calderon Club to eat, and they were just blown away, just blown away by how good the food was, the service was, how much fun we had. Just uh, absolutely awesome stuff. So uh, whether it's Calderon Club, or San Giorgio, both places right there on Old World 3rd Street across from Hyatt, downtown Milwaukee, whether it's before an Admirals game, Bucks game, Marquette game, you name it, concert, theater. Obviously, the theater's up and running now and cranked up, uh, especially this time of year. So uh, check out Calderon Club and San Giorgio, both places. Absolutely spectacular. Spectacular. Good stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one's from Meta. Meta says, uh, hey, Bill, you're missing the point. Uh, on some of the guys that Goody has drafted. He did draft piecemeal players, but that was to supplement Aaron Rodgers and that team. Now he has to start over to go out and find a couple of superstars because he realized now he does not have it in his quarterback. He needs that wide receiver. He needs a, another pass rusher. Uh, that was, And he has in parentheses Lucas Van Ness. Uh, and he needs a good tight end, hoping that Musgrave develops in to be that guy. I think we're only a couple of players away. Just let this team have a little time. Do you really think you're only a couple of players away? I, I Don't get me wrong. I love your optimism, Meta. But do you really believe that you're only a couple of players away? I don't know if I'd go that far. As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I know I wouldn't. Put it that way. I wouldn't. Um, Thomas says, uh, love looked better against the Steelers, and he should prove improve more against the Chargers. You would assume... It would be better against the Chargers because the Chargers don't have um, – well, their defense is okay, but the Steelers' defense is is worse, but the Steelers' defense gets turnovers. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Steve. Steve, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? Hey, man. How you doing, big unit? I'm Hope doing you're good doing today, well. buddy. Thank Real good. I, I was listening to your show, and I I agree that the Packers need more help. But I want to tell you, I'm 80 years old, and I had a time back when Ron Wolf was in town, and we had a gathering at that 9, uh, 1265, and we uh-huh. heard him speak off the record. And he said, any good team that wants to become a contender should, first of all, build the offensive line and the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And looking at what the Packers have, I think they need you, – you were right when you began the show. They need Joe Alt from Notre Dame. They also have to replace the center and get the Cedric Van Pran. I do a lot of – I'm a nerd. I do a lot of uh, research work. Okay. And I would pick that one. And I pick also Troy Fatamaru. He's a guard from Washington. Very solid. 
And I think you fill those three needs with Tom, and you will go a long way of helping love because love will have that protection that he doesn't have to worry that someone's going to hit him. It doesn't right. mean he's going to be successful, but that's the way. Also, you also have to fill the second thing is the defensive line. And I think the Packers, I don't know if it's Barry or whoever is doing this, is putting the information into Goody. But you got to build big guys. If you remember the Packers when Ron Wilson, he had big, fat guys in the middle to stop right. the run. You can't have these 305-pound guys to stop the run. You've got to have a guy named Sweat from Texas. He's 336 pounds. He's 6'5", and he'll be in the top three rounds. You got to get guys like that. Or McKinley uh, Broden of Texas A&M, another mm-hmm. 320 guy. Just stop the run. Make them one-dimensional. And uh, Eric, I, I like your 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 man, your man on Monday that you have on every Monday, Eric. Uh, yeah, Eric Branchek. Uh, He's right on. He's spot on, man. He's he's very, very knowledgeable, and he tells it like it is. It's not all Jordan Love's fault. I didn't no, believe no. in Jordan. I'm going to tell you something real quick, and I'll get off the air, sir. I didn't believe in Jordan Love. I didn't like Jordan Love. I did research. I went and I got some people who knew Steve Calhoun, and Calhoun took over for him in high school when his dad died of the the drug overdose, and Calhoun taught him what to do. And he was not only a leader on the field, but off the field and worked with Anna Love, that's Jordan Love's mother. And it's, a, it's, it's very involved, and it shows a lot. And I, right. think, I think Eric is right. We've got to give, him, give Jordan – he's got some deficiencies. You're right. You're spot on. You're right on, man. It's just that just let him progress. We're not going to the Super Bowl. We're not going to get it. Just let him ball it out. Just let him rip. Like you said yesterday, let him rip the ball. Just let him rip and see what happens. Thank you for yep. letting me talk. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board 877-867-1670. Here's the one thing to think about. And I'm just going by, you know, what I've seen, the eyeball test, and pro football focus what they do to analyze the the grades. The Green Bay Packers pass blocking, pass blocking offensive line. Pass blocking. Grant, if I if I said tell me where the Green Bay Packers offensive line ranks in pass blocking, where would you think they would rank? Uh so I have the answer to this because I, I was looking at this yesterday. Um oh, okay. pretty pretty darn good though, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're the fifth best team in the National Football League. Fifth best. Which people go, what? Fifth best for keeping a clean pocket and giving him more than three seconds to throw. Fifth best. Now, the run blocking, that leaves a lot to be desired. It's not great, and it's not the worst in the league. It's 24th. But that leaves a little bit to be desired. But... They were built to protect Aaron Rodgers, basically. But they are fifth best in the National Football League. So it's not like Jordan Love is throwing behind a sieve that just, you know, that that doesn't give him time to throw. No. They're the fifth best pass-blocking offensive line in all of football. 
And I, I think some of that is probably schedule dependent. They haven't faced a ton of elite defensive fronts this year. Detroit ate them up, uh, and they played Detroit again on Thanksgiving, so that'll be another test. And then this week, they get Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, so it'll be another good test. But for the most right. part, the offensive line has protected Jordan Love very well this year. Run blocking, not so much, but pass blocking, absolutely. Uh, the amazing thing is, the amazing thing is, that this team, as we sit here and we talk about playmakers and Rashawn Gary on the outside and Preston Smith in the snap, they rank 23rd defensively in pass rush. 23rd. But they consider pro football focus says this has climbed now because due in part to some of the opponents and the points scored or lack thereof, uh, that this is now a top 10 overall ranked pass rush or overall ranked defense. Top 10. Overall defense in pro football focus has the Green Bay Packers at number 10, right behind the Philadelphia Eagles and right right before the Buffalo Bills. And when it comes to run defense, they are, what are they sitting at now? It's like 14. They're 14th. Their run defense has moved up to 14th in the National Football League. 14th. They are 11th best when it comes to tackling. 11th best. Now their pass coverage downfield uh, has taken a little bit of a hit. Still good, but top 10. It was it was one of the better ones early on, but now it's top 10. Sitting at top 10. I it, It's like you look at this and you're like, if this offense could sustain any drives on the continuous and play a full four quarters, how much different would the record be for this team? They probably would have won in Atlanta. You could just start to go through the games where they probably would have won games if they could do anything in the first half of a ball game up until this past week. And then, even then, had they scored at least more than 20, they win the game against Pittsburgh. So do you all of a sudden go, whoa, wait a minute, this team's really close. They're just a couple of guys away. Or do you think that they're really far away? 877-867-1670. When we come back... Tyler Dunn, Tyler Dunn, Ty Dunn of uh, GoLongTD.com is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with him coming up next. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show on this Friday. Don't forget uh, the Green and Gold postgame show. We're going to be live at Burkle's one block over. One block over. Right behind Stadium View. The old champions. We're going to be there coming up on Sunday immediately following the Chargers-Packers game. So come on by and say hi if you can. We'd love to have you. Love to have you. Um, let's do this. Let's bring in our guy, uh, Ty Dunn. Tyler Dunn joining us from GoLongTD.com uh, on the hotline. Ty, how you been, buddy? I'm good, Bill. How you been? Good. Uh, you know, we're obviously anticipating the game this weekend and then getting to Thanksgiving Day. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I always enjoy the holiday. But uh, I guess, well, first of all, you tell me what you're working on right now. Yeah, I'm, I've been um, chipping away at a, a story that, will probably uh, metastasize into a series on on these Buffalo Bills. It's an interesting time here in western New York, as you probably know. Everybody's wondering uh, what in the hell is going on with this team that seemed to be on the cusp of 
you know, a Super Bowl, maybe multiple Super Bowls, and now it's all slipping away. So, uh, yeah. yeah, interesting team at an interesting time. Um, I, there's a lot of things about that right now. I mean, McDermott has basically gotten rid of his offensive and defensive coordinators. Stephon Diggs, uh, Trayvon Diggs, his brother, is talking out. Uh, you've got Josh Allen, who always throws a pick almost in every game and just can't seem to not turn the ball over. It, it, you know, Von Miller they brought in to win a championship, but it seems like that window is beginning to close. Is that the sense you get? Without a doubt. Yeah, I think it's um, it's crazy. I mean, this is a team just two years ago that was 13 seconds away from winning at Arrowhead. If their head coach doesn't overrule his special teams coordinator, they squib it, they get a tackle, one stop, done. Um, that that was the team, really, that, that should have won the Super Bowl. I mean, Josh Allen was on a heater. Brian Dable was still the offensive coordinator. Uh, they had such a good thing going offensively. Nobody could stop them. And, and, and since then, I really do feel like that moment kind of broke this team. Um, it's, it's only gotten worse for many different reasons since then. Losing Dable was huge. Uh, him and Josh Allen had something special. And Sean McDermott, he's a defensive coach, obviously, from the X's and O's standpoint. You know, they're, they're going to punt games away. Uh, they, they basically surrendered against the Bengals in the playoffs last year. And even this year, I don't know if any of your listeners caught the Bills-Bucks game on Thursday night a few weeks back. My God, I mean, it's 28-10. to 10. You got fourth and short at midfield on your final four possessions, and you punt every single time. It comes mm-hmm. down to a Hail Mary. If Chris Godwin turns around, they win that game. I mean, that's Sean McDermott in a nutshell. You've got a chance to put your foot over the throat of an opponent and you choose to keep them in the game. It's such a dichotomy to have that kind of coach with this kind of quarterback. And, oh, by the way, you ruined his confidence way back in March saying that he needs to change his play style. Just just ridiculous stuff out, out of Sean McDermott. It, it starts and ends right there. It's, uh, he's certainly not Dan Campbell when it comes to going for it and his family wearing diapers, is he? <laughs> Dan Campbell, he is not. Dan Campbell, he is not. That is for sure. So, uh, obviously, here in our neck of the woods, I I know Eric Eager had mentioned in his podcast uh, that uh, the Green Bay Packers basically have dudes. I mean, the drafting hasn't been great. They haven't talked – no impact players. I've talked about this time and again. Now people on the outside are starting to look through the window and say, you know what, your impact player was – you know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers, and then you had a supporting cast, and that was pretty much it. And since they're no longer here, you don't have impact players. Is is that kind of the way people – view the Green Bay Packers outside looking in? Absolutely. I, I think just the general lack of top-level talent is, is striking. I was in Pittsburgh covering that game, and it was, uh, you know, by Packers 2023 20, standards, an entertaining game. Um, you know, they, there haven't been many of those. It's been a pretty boring football team. You never want to be bad and boring, right? That's a bad competition. Right. So it, it was a pretty fun game. And it, it just they just don't have those players that are going to take over a game at any moment. I mean, the one player that you think could be that Aaron Jones had one of the worst days of his career. I'm sure you've gotten into all of it, from getting tackled by the shoestring in the red zone to the third down yep. drop to not getting out of bounds. It was, it was a rough day, 2.7 a carry, too, I think. So, you know, if he's not bringing it, I mean, he's your one reliable source of star power. Um, it just seems like so many levers have to be pulled for this team to win a game. They, because, you know, Jordan Love has the best game of his career, but then Aaron Jones has one of the worst. 
Uh, the, then Joe Barry's defense, they, they can't stop the run when everybody in the stadium knows they're going to run the ball. It's, if it's not one thing, it's the other. And I think that, to your point, if you have to have all these levers pulled simultaneously to win a game, that's just a sign that you don't have star power that can rise above. I mean, to bring it here to Buffalo, Josh Allen is so good. For the longest time, he's made a lot of problems go away. Um, you know, the, the defense hasn't always been great. The run game has been mostly non-existent. They can have an injury here, an injury there, but if he's if he's not right, now that some of that stuff gets exposed, uh, yeah, the Packers. It, it might seem simplistic, right? But it's true. They they need star power. If you look at their schedule and you say, okay, they, there's a lot of games they didn't even score over twenty. So, are they this close to being a good football team if they score twenty? And, and, I mean, they could beat a team like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, not a great offensive team. They could have won that game. They had shots to win that game. They just didn't win that game. Then other games along throughout the season where they didn't even get to 20. You know, they could have beaten Atlanta in Atlanta had they actually been able to go over 25 points in that contest. They could have beaten the Raiders. They could have beaten the Broncos. Is this team this close to being really good, or is this team just that bad? Is it, you know, I think it's worse. I think they're somewhere in the middle, and it's not a cop out because if you'd almost at this point, God, I hate to say this because I loathe tanking, I loathe mock. I mean, there's nothing worse than a mock draft this time of year. It's the ultimate grift. Anybody can just make stuff up and throw it online. Get something like they they mean nothing. So there's my little right. soapbox on mock, mock drafts in November. But we're getting to that point for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you know, they're probably going to end up with that eighth or ninth pick, right? Like, they're going to be on the outside looking in, in all likelihood, of getting a, a potential star. I mean, we'll see. You never know how the draft pans out. Um, but they, they've got a few winnable games still on the schedule that they'll probably win, uh, and they'll probably lose the ones that you expect them to lose, and then the season will be over. It's like you almost would rather them, if you're a Packer fan, get a stud at the top of the draft if you could at this at this point uh but i i doubt they get there and you know they've got financial ramifications i it's hard to see where exactly you're gonna find those blue chippers i you know i know i sound all gloom and doom i i just it kind of comes back to the point that that we've been getting into throughout the season bill you just want to see more out of jordan love you, you right. just want to see more progress. So that's the silver lining here. He looked a lot better against Pittsburgh. I know he had the two picks at the end. The last one, it is what it is. Um, but I, I think if you can just see that arrow pointed up, you, you can start getting a little hopeful about 2024. Because I, I'd be, as we sit here now, I, I would be surprised if he's not their quarterback next season. As that's more well, I was just going to say, anything, but, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, do you bring in another guy, though, for competition? Maybe a, I think a, it's not competition. And let's see how the rest of the season goes, right? Like if, right. if what we saw against Pittsburgh continues, yeah, he, he's their quarterback in, in 2024. Um, the champ's reputation is attached to, to that decision too. Let's not forget that. I think if not competition, a, a veteran to help him, right? Like the, the Sean. I don't know if Sean Clifford's going to be good or bad. I, I know very little about Sean Clifford. I just know he's a rookie, and he had a first-year starting quarterback. And it would have been a hell of a lot more beneficial for that first-year starting quarterback to have a veteran in the room. I mean, these longtime backup quarterbacks, Chase Daniel played forever for a reason. I and mean, he helped out mm-hmm. so many quarterbacks through his career. Brian Hoyer, another one. Um, yeah, I just was in Pittsburgh talking to Mitchell Trubisky a little bit after the game. you got to pay a little extra for some of these backups. They don't, they don't come cheap. 
but it's worth it. You're basically hiring another coach, too. It, it, he's in that room with Jordan Love every day. I mean, is there stuff that Clifford is going to see and know that Jordan Love doesn't? I, I'm not so sure about that. I, I feel like they really missed the boat on, on that, and maybe they wanted to and they just couldn't, couldn't pay up for a good backup. Some way you've got you to move money around to find that player next season if Love is your starter again. Uh, best team in the NFC right now is? Uh, you know me, man. I've, I've been on that uh, Detroit Lions bandwagon. I can't get off now. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a special team. I think that you know, I mean, defensively they've got issues. If, if you're signing 36-year-old edge rusher Bruce Irvin right now, and, hey, I like Bruce. I've done a story on him in the past. Um, he's, a, he's an interesting cat. I had no clue that he was remotely close to wanting to play football still. He, if that's who you're looking to to zap your pass rush, um, you're probably in a little trouble. It sounds like James Houston isn't coming back anytime soon. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that defense, but I'm not sure it's going to matter. I mean, Philly's defense isn't that good. Uh, it might just be a matter of, you know, which offense can command those playoff games. Same thing with San Francisco. Like, they're so up and down. So, it's, it's so wide open, and, God, I, I bet on Dan Campbell every day of the week. Uh, offensively, uh, in the AFC, we know that you've got uh, quite a few teams that are good, but who's got the entire package? Is that Kansas City still? Is it Baltimore? Although Baltimore just lost Andrews last night, but is it Baltimore that's quickly rising? Who right now in the AFC do you think has the the complete package? Gosh, I feel like if we bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, like we should just be uh, you know, check, checked into a hospital at this point. I mean, it's kind of like the Patriots in their heyday when we, we tried to you know, poke holes into the roster, into the quarterback, into the offense, and, you know, September turns to October, October turns to November, and they just figure it out. Um, they just peak at the right time. Andy Reid has his finger on the pulse of that team. I get it. They don't really have – that speaking of star power at wide receiver, but Travis Kelsey is still as good as he's ever been. Um, I think defensively they're they're perfectly fine. I, I know it seems kind of basic. I wish I had a fun answer for you, but until somebody can knock this team off, it's it's the Chiefs all the way. I mean, they're going to host the AFC Championship game again. Uh, they're probably going to win it. This Joe Burrow wrist injury is something to keep an eye on. I thought that Cincinnati right. has proven they're the one team that can go in there and win, but. Man, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, yeah, it's in, in Miami, I love everything Mike McDaniel's done there, but they they haven't really beaten a great team yet. So it, it's hard to kind of elevate them to that stratosphere. Yep, no doubt. Tyler, always good. So you got a story coming out about Buffalo. And anything else you guys are working on? Absolutely, Bill. So, hey, thanks a lot. We've got a, uh, a piece up now from Bob McGinn. He talked uh, at length with three NFL execs for his all-mid-season NFC North team. So, and to bring it full circle, when you look at this post from Bob and what these execs say about everybody in the North, um, it, it does make a lot of sense that why, why Green Bay only has three wins. They just lack that talent. You're not going to see a lot of names at the top. They've got a long ways to go to catch Detroit. Good stuff as always, Tyler. We'll talk to you real soon, okay? Anytime. Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Dang, you can find him, by the way, at golongtd.com. That's golongtd.com. Read their stuff there. He, Bob McGinn, they've got all kinds of podcasts and such they put out now as well. They have Brett Favre. So a lot of stuff over at golongtd.com. That is golongtd.com. You can subscribe. 
and uh, catch everything that it is they have to offer. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll get more into this. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael show we uh we continue on on this Friday edition almost two hours down and uh, you've got in division three Rice Lake has taken the lead our fine affiliate up in Rice Lake by the way 2014 over Grafton Wisconsin Grafton High School with uh just a couple of minutes to go in the third but uh Grafton High School has the ball deep in their own territory trying to drive out of that Maybe put another uh, some points on the board, but Rice Lake holding tough. So uh, good stuff for them coming out of the second half. Um, 877-867-1670, if you want to find us, that's the phone number to do so. What Tyler Dunn had to say was basically saying, look, um, you know, Bob McGinn, other general managers, they're saying a lot of the same stuff that we've kind of alluded to, you know, a lot of the same things that they drafted okay. Some guys have, you know, played pretty well their first year. Um, and, you know, but it's still just a team of a lot of guys, I guess, for lack of a better term. And I, I don't mean to kind of knock it, but, you know, when you're looking for the impact players, I mean, over, what, five years? You've had some guys that have been, you know, named to the all-rookie team coming out. Certainly, I mean, you can look at the guys and say, look, Jair, he played extremely well, deserved the contract, got it, hasn't done much since. Elton Jenkins has been solid, no doubt. Uh, You look most recently like a guy like Quay Walker, certainly sideline to sideline, and he's learning the position. That's why I said I hope that he's able to come back, play well, and really kind of explode going into next season. And the one guy that nobody talks about, and and his rookie year, was really good. Darnell Savage Jr. I mean, because he was a hitter. And I like the fact that he was a hitter. Now, he's not that same guy. He's not the same guy. But for all the draft choices, that's, I mean, you know, Rashawn Gary, like I said, we've talked about because he's he's grown every year. And you continually look at him and go, boy, how high is your ceiling? Because you just he just gets now this year he's coming back off of injury so I give him a little bit of a pass this year because it takes you a while, but you wonder how good he can possibly be next year, you know, so you're kind of hoping that he takes that next step, but you're you're looking, is it Christian Watson? Is it Romeo Dobbs? Is it Samari Torrey? Is it you know, you, you know, is it going to be Jaden Reed? Is it who is going to be the guy or guys? And it just kind of. Kind of fortifies the point, I guess. That might be the best way to put it. Kind of fortifies the point for what we've been talking about, what we've been discussing. 877-867-1670 if you want to find us. Uh, that's the way to do it. Hey, coming up top of the hour, Andy Herman, the Pack-A-Day podcast. We'll, we'll talk with him, and, and we'll get his inside perspective as to what he thinks regarding this football team. Um, real quick, uh, this is from Grant. Grant says, uh, hey, Bill, a uh, big win tomorrow for uh, the Badgers. Book it. I think they're going to be bowl eligible. Not much of a bowl game to talk about it, but at least they get there. That's something to grow on. It's a must win. 
I don't want to see them have to go to Minnesota to grab Paul Bunyan's axe and try to try to you know try to win this thing to get not only to win the axe but also to become bowl eligible. I don't want to see that happen. So yeah, it's kind of a if you're going to talk about bowl eligibility, I, it was interesting when we had Zach Halpern on, and Zach is one of the most straightforward. Badger reporting enthusiasts, and he wants the Badgers to win. I mean, he's he's optimistic about a lot of the Badgers stuff. Would you is optimistic a good word, Grant, for when it comes to Zach and his his uh, he's he's very. If there's a gray area, it'll side with the Badgers. Is yeah. that a good way to put it? He's not okay. defeatist. He's not always looking to be negative, no. even though these teams haven't been great. Badgers basketball and and football, but Zach is Zach is about as sharp and accurate and reasonable. I think is as you'll find. There's not a lot of fluff or, or emotion with Zach. Right. So when I asked him flat out about the Badgers in the season, and he said it's very disappointing. That that's for for Zach. That's a large statement, and maybe it's because we bought the hype. I talked about it at the beginning of the show today, but Badgers need to get into a bowl game. You want to just see them continue to progress, and then obviously in the off season you want to see what Luke Fickle can do and what kind of recruits he's going to bring in what manipulation of the transfer portal is going to happen I mean all that kind of stuff so you're you're really you know you want to see them continue you want to see them get better you want to see them progress but you really want to see them what they're going to do going into next season because I would go I would go right along there with with Zach and say yeah you, you could say that this has been disappointing no doubt but maybe maybe we overestimated it a little bit. Maybe. 877-867-1670. That's the number to get a hold of us. But coming up next, Andy Herman, Packaday Podcast. He's going to join us next on The Bill Michael Show.